Greetings and welcome to the Stay in Power People podcast. This is Ia Ocean Remy Lekun, Esha Prem, aka Kenny Moon, and you are listening to Thriving Thursdays. And as always, with joy and gratitude, I welcome you and thank you for being here. This week's topic is probably undoubtedly something I have said before because even in my ELA with all these beautiful divine priestess and spiritual healers I work with, they have dubbed me the <laughs> the queen of fun. I am the, the girl for the good time in my ELA. Now we are all fun ladies. We like to get out and do everything and you know, whether we're with, you know, dating or with girlfriends or with each other, you know, in addition to being these priests that you see, or as a part of it, we are just full, whole, complete women living full, whole, complete lives. We just happen to be doing it in a way that is spirit led and with a uh, consciousness construct that is built on and curated by our commitment to living our lives in power, which ironically and wonderfully actually means that we are living with more joy. The processes and the practices that we have all gone through in our own journey in the stay in power and loving in power, well, let's say the, the whole stay in power process is the living in power process, the loving in power process, and then the living a life in full joy process. So it's kind of broken into those three segments, which all together keeps us living a life uh, where we say we're staying in power people. And that's what, of course, we are inviting you to do. And as I mentioned, that third part, living a life in full joy, um, that's the stage where I consider myself now. And it is, it's a thing. It is really a thing to live in joy. One would think that that would be just like a, a byproduct or, you know, but the truth is that whether you are a person who decides to live in the full, um, under the full reign of a material identity. So what we call the 3D world where we orient to the world through the body and with the five senses, that is a part of our reality, as is the 5D reality. All of it is is a part of our reality. And we can choose how much stock or how much um, of our energy, how much of our leadership is going to be placed in either or in any of our existences. So if we choose, if you're a a person who chooses, you know what, I get all the spiritual stuff. I hear what you're talking about. I'm not really trying to deal with, you know, what I am in a more expansive light. I'm not really, you know, about that, you know, let's figure out what my soul's um, journey is here for what my karmic contracts are. I don't, I'm I, that's too much. It's too much. There's just going to be people like that. If you're that person and you say, I'm really in this life, I'm just about this 3d world. I am going to be led by the material things or whether you're a person who is kind of just like, I am really not so concerned with my life in the body. I'm, you know, I understand that I'm here. I'm really trying to 
um, maximize my presence, my consciousness in my 5D reality and make this, you know, less of what I'm ruled by. You might be going, listen, however you're doing this, however you're choosing and however that shifts, that's your choice. That's what the, the free will allows. But one thing I noticed is that whichever kind of um, side of the fence you have your weight on, you know, or whether you're directly straddling, which many of us are from time to time, or maybe most of the time, <clears throat> we are still seeking to figure out joy. Like we, we use, in my estimation, our ability to be in joy as a as a guidance, as a beacon, and as a, even a litmus to determine how well things are going. You know, people who are really consumed by the 3D and the and, and what what is all tangible try to bring about more joy through more things. Whether it's achievable or not, that's not the topic of this conversation. People who sit more in the space of I want to dematerialize my my world more. I want to shift my consciousness more to 5D. Those people are looking for the the aspect of joy that they believe is found in states of existence that we may call things like nirvana or you know just to release themselves from the the will of samsara, the will of of despair. So they're ultimately seeking a level of joy that they believe may be more profound than what could be available in this, you know, in the 3D realm. Okay, so there that is, right? So wherever you are right now, I have heard as a recurring message this week, and when I say recurring, I mean every single day it has shown up in my conversations with spirit it has shown up in my conversations with beings that are you know in front of me friends colleagues people that I run into conversations that are where people are saying things to me reflecting what I've been hearing and I'm saying things to them and it's a resonance for them too and it is recognized as being about our joy right now so However you are choosing to live right now, are you living in your joy? Are you committed to living in your joy? And when we think about commitment, sometimes we think, oh, such a big deal. It's such a big thing. And it might even feel like something that's kind of far away that, you know, goals are the stepping stones towards. And when we think that way, we then see that thing is outside of us and something we have to get to. And then there's a space between it. There's time, there's processes, there's practices, there's whatever it takes to move beyond the limitation or the, the, the distance between where we see ourselves and where that commitment or, you know, is that the goals lead towards. But spirit is asking us to really consider that joy is already within and already available at all times and that for those who may find it an elusive treat an elusive aspect of heaven the thing that no matter what we buy or 
you know, how much love we make or, you know, how many bottles of that thing we drink or how many pulls on that joint we take, whatever, we might feel sometimes that joy is elusive. And so what we're being reminded is that everything we chase, every time we believe that we're chasing something, we are edging it out. We are creating the disconnect from it. The joy that we seek is within and we have access to it all the time. And it may not always show up in this grandiose way that we might envision it must in order for it to truly be joy. But if we were to consider what it is about our day that we can put more joy into, extract more joy from our center to allow to be present, unearthed, available, then we just get to experience it. I'll give an example. So many of you know I am an educator. Um, That's one of my skills of trade and training. I'm really great at it because I'm really great at accessing the joy that it is to be with young humans, their innocence, their, their, their purity, their states of bliss that are really available all the time, except for when we stamp it out of them. And I've always been the kind of teacher that children love, and I truly love all the children that I work with. And that's because to me, it's a gift because I get to be around beings that are still aware that joy is the baseline. Until the adults in the room or who run the schools and systems that our poor babies have to sit in for six to eight hours a day, sometimes longer, unless those people interfere and intervene with rules that don't make sense and all the stuff, those young people, They really, they just show up with joy at the helm. They want to run, they want to jump, they want to twirl, they want to dance, they want to yell, they want to throw, they want to catch. They want to skip, they want to skip rocks, they want to be in nature, they want to roll around. They want to paint, they want to listen to music. They want to wiggle, they want to squirm. They want to express the joy that is so powerfully running through their bodies as a current. Because that is the baseline, that is the normal state, that is the absolute truth of our essence, of our being. That is how we come into the planet. I mean, of course, you know, if you're born and bright lights are shining in your eye and some stranger's yanking you out of your home and, you know, there's noise and beeps and people are poking and prodding you as soon as you come out, you're going to cry. There's a separation, there's, there's all kinds of things that happen when we come into this world. But once we get that orientation, it's about joy. And for most of us, joy has been stamped out of us from a time, I'm telling you, from before most of us remember. And it wasn't done once or twice. It became a practice, a state of being, a, it became the paradigm of all things in most homes, in most learning environments, 
when you go to the waiting room of your doctor's office, when you're in the car, joyless. Joyless. Children who get in trouble in school in the elementary years, most of the times they're getting in trouble because they want to express some semblance of their joy and this rigid, angry, non-loving institutional setup says no. And so not only do they start to try to you know, acclimate to that and their breathing changes and their sleep changes and their, you know, all kinds of things that are demonstrations of the fact that they no longer get to fully express joy, show up, but they never go away and they morph and become all kinds of things from disease to despair within our bodies. That's why our inner children are always so active. Even when we are teaching people to work with their members, the first ones that we always point people to recognizing is the inner child. Because whether you have heard this philosophy of having a community of self or not, guaranteed everybody's in touch with the awareness that they have an inner child. And I've never met someone who's had an inner child awareness and says, oh yeah, my inner child is completely joyful. They had the most amazing, uninhibited childhood and they just lead all my joy right now. Now I'm not saying that's not out there, I'm saying I haven't come across it because those people probably wouldn't be seeking out support for the vast majority of us on the planet. Our inner children's joy was crushed over and over and over again. And so now here we are as adults and we're out here either being 3D led or 5D mission led and we are doing all the stuff and we are not finding joy anywhere out there. We get into this relationship thing we prayed for and hoped for and some people do their little rituals for, oh, I want a, I want a partner, I want a husband, I want a wife. And you get it and then it's just like, huh, this isn't, I need, I need more. Or you pray for, you hope for, you, you know, do all your elbow for this promotion, this great job, you get it and you're just like, okay, that's, that's not it either. The new car, the next fly bag, the fly shoes. I mean, you know, it makes you feel good, I guess. It does. I mean, you know, nice things feel nice. Yes. All of that. But joy is a different kind of thing. So we're being reminded that no matter your path, where you are on it, your joy is already in there. And yes, for many of us, it does take some work. I see adults all the time, especially those who worked in the school system. Now hear what that sounds like, especially those who worked in in the school system, walking around with a scowl on their faces as as their permanent resting face. And y'all know what that's called, but we're not gonna say it on here. That's a thing. So it can feel like, oh my gosh, I I have been living with such little joy 
for so long that that feels like my baseline. That feels like my norm. And I can't even imagine how to get to my joy. But I'm telling you, it is in there. It is a golden glow, glowing nugget that can never fully be stamped out like the sun. It's there. It may take a little, it may take quite a bit to peel back layers, but I'm telling you, it's there. If you want to find it, embrace your inner child for a moment. Go outside when you're children or your grandchildren or your nieces and nephews or your students or whomever who neighborhood kids go outside where they're outside or invite them outside and do a little jump rope or double dutch or play a little game of dodgeball or tag or whatever your body will allow hula hoop see if you don't start to giggle a little bit smile at least on the inside and then just grow from there. Go play, go have some fun every single day. Let something innocent bring you to laughter and then share that with someone around you. Make them laugh too. And I mean the kind of laughter that doesn't put anybody down, that doesn't revolve around, you know, gossip or naysaying, just like pure, innocent, lighthearted, joyful, things find the joy that is within you allow it to come up and come forth and feed you every single day if you're a parent let your children see it let your children see that you have joy in your lives because children live they learn what they live so if they see wow okay Oh, so it's not just all about being upset over this or why did this person do that or cussing at the driver that cut you off or complaining about your boss or the bills or whatever. It's also like all that can be going on and gas prices are rising and we're going to stop at the park and go play. What? Do it. I have a 16 going on 17 year old and I have a 14 year old and we go play. We went to the basketball court the other day and played horse and they whooped my whole ass. Like those, those people, they know how to play way better. They can shoot way better than mom. <laughs> and they clowned me cause my form was whack. And we laughed. I laughed at myself. <laughs> I laughed at how much better they are than me. I laughed at how they were making shots I couldn't make and how my layups were just, oh, <laughs> we laughed. And then we put on skates and we took turns skating and we laughed. This is a, a norm for us now. And I really want it to become a norm for each and every one of you who are listening. So consider, find your joy within and let it feed you. I pray this reaches you somewhere deep where you really needed to hear it and where you're open to hear it and where you will do something with it. As always, if you need me, you can reach me on social media, on <clears throat> Instagram, Holistic Kenny, 
on Facebook. I'm Kenny Moon, K-E-N-Y-M-O-O-N. You can shoot me a DM if you want to find out about how to work with me personally. You can reach any of the Ias of Ile Yamoja Achaba on our, in our Facebook group, the Stay Empower People group. You can reach us by leaving a message here in the, what was Anchor, but the new Spotify podcasters app. We will uh, get those messages from you about specific episodes and follow up with you. There are lots and lots of ways to reach us and we would love to support you on your journey. Until next time, continue to thrive and I'll continue to thrive and we will do it together. Take great care. Peace and love.